You're American, aren't you? Daisy's voice was full of awe, as if his foreignness put him on a different, higher plane than ordinary English boys, gave him a sort of film star status. Sure am. New Jersey. Brought up in New York. Ever been there? Gosh, no. The furthest I've ever been is Paris. Nora, too. We went with a school. Great city, Paris. He put his elbows on the table and rested his chin in the palms of his hands. If this is Nora, then who are you? I'm Daisy. Daisy? That's a real cute name. And you look just like a Daisy. He twisted his face and looked right at Nora. Out of the corner of her eye, she noticed the way the muscles in his upper arms tautened as he turned. Can Nora talk? Or doesn't she understand English? She's shy, Daisy said quickly. She talks a lot when you get to know her. Does she now? He was still staring at her. Your folks should have called you after a flower, too, he said. Lily, that's what you look like with that long white neck. A lily. Something happened in the pit of Nora's stomach a swirling eddy of something hot that surged up to the back of her throat and almost choked her. This was the first time a man had paid her a compliment, and such a lovely compliment, too. Why, then, did she feel so outraged, so angry? He was patronising her, that's why. He was patronising them both. Really? she said coldly. Personally, I prefer Nora. Liar. She hated her name, loathed it. Lily would have been a hundred times nicer. Are you staying in Tregarrick? Daisy asked. Sure thing. I only arrived yesterday and I'll be living in this here boatyard all summer. The red boat over there. He pointed with a long, nicotine-stained finger. Daisy said, Next to Miss Mason. Is she the nosy old crone who's off round the world? She's not an old crone, Nora said frostily. She's a very nice lady. He covered his face with his hands and said in a loud whisper, Mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Daisy laughed out loud, and Nora felt cross. It wasn't funny being rude about Miss Mason. He looked at them ruefully. It's just that she asks an awful lot of questions, though I probably wouldn't mind if she were fifty years younger. I'm a truly horrible guy. Mea culpa again. Daisy turned to Nora. She can't be nosy, Nor. Nora didn't answer. She broke off a piece of eclair and the cream splurted onto her fingers. She licked it off, feeling like a child. She'd been looking forward to her cake. It wasn't often Mum could afford anything so expensive, but now it tasted like sawdust. Jack Hannay was still watching his eyes narrow and speculative, and she remembered a chocolate advert on television in which a girl licked her fingers with a sort of slow, sexual suggestiveness. If he looks at me much longer, I'll die, she thought. On the other hand, did she want him to stop? For some unaccountable reason, she shivered. He smiled in a knowing way, as if he could read her thoughts and found them highly amusing. You know why I'm hanging round this darned coffee shop? he said suddenly. 
I'm a coffee addict and have to keep buying it by the cup. I can't get my damn stove to work. Perhaps you should ask Miss Mason to show you how, Nora said cuttingly. We'll show you. Daisy put the bar of chocolate in her satchel and jumped to her feet. At least Nora will. She's an expert on just about everything. I can't. I have to get home and start on the dinner. I want to make something special for Mum. Nora felt faintly triumphant as she lied. Ah, shit. He pretended to look devastated. Daisy kicked Nora again, possibly impressed by the swear word. You really had my hopes up there. Hey, why not come fix it tomorrow on your way home from school? We're not